0: Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows podcast. I'm your host, Mark Schindler. Today is July 24th, 2020. Uh, So, you know, today we're just going to check in really quick, uh, go over the scrimmage from yesterday Uh, until scrimmages are over. We're going to be doing pretty light analysis, uh, still just kind of doing our regular thing. Um, As we transition into full on games, we will still be having guests uh, doing a lot more in-game analysis and uh, just keeping things flowing. Um, so just to start off, if you have not already, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify, uh, and just check us out anywhere you can. You know, IndyCornrows.com, where we you can get our articles. Obviously, um, so that just helps us out a ton, gets us out there more. And you can send us your feedback, questions, comments, anything. I'll be doing a mailbag podcast soon as well. Um, so the first thing that I, I want to hit on the docket today, before we get to the scrimmage, um, uh, we, we, I just want to talk really quick on Miles Turner's statement recently. Uh, obviously, Miles Turner in, in practice, I believe it was two or three days ago, uh, he talked about his his decision to wear Respect Us on the back of his jersey, uh, talked about his his own civil rights uh, initiatives and uh, how he's working to support Black Lives Matter. Um, and there was a lot of backlash that kind of occurred on social media and uh, in general, that was pretty distasteful and, and uh, disheartening to, to witness. Um, I think if you're still struggling with that, you, you kind of need to get a little bit of a change of perspective uh, miles handled that in a really tactful and well thought out way and we will continue to so i suggest you find a new team to watch if you're going to continue doing that um moving into the scrimmage uh so obviously the first pacer basketball game in i believe 120 days which is wild to think about almost four months uh and the pacers win 91 to 88 against the portland trailblazers Blazers. I'm not even going to, first of all, just speaking on scrimmages, we're not even going to look at it in terms of wins and losses. Uh, this is, you know, the first real organized basketball, uh, like actual basketball run outside of a, you know, five on five practice that has happened since they've gotten into Orlando that these guys have played since the virus hit. Um, I think there were a lot of really good things that we can take out of this. Um, some things obviously that weren't perfect. I think, uh, just my initial reaction off the bat, the the basketball was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Um, I was personally um, not expecting the guys to be in the same you know condition or level that they're at. And they're not in game condition yet, but um, a lot of the guys looked like they were really, really in P condition and did not see much of a significant drop-off um, from the regular season. Uh, th- I think one of the first things to look at is – uh, Malcolm Brogdon looked completely healthy or as healthy as he's going to be coming off of having coronavirus. He didn't seem to be hampered um, in terms of his conditioning in any way. His uh, His hamstring injury looked completely fine. Um, and he looked really good out there. Obviously, the shooting wasn't perfect. I think the team shot 41% from the field. Turnovers in abundance for sure. Um, but considering that you're down the entire front court, I, I think it's uh, it's pretty positive. Um, TJ Warren was in peak form yesterday. He looked really, really solid on both ends. Had I believe two or three steals. Uh, looked solid on offense. Um, uh, really, about all you can ask coming out uh, coming out of the layoff. Um, Victor Oladipo was looking. I think you know everybody's going to have questions surrounding Victor and his health moving forward, and that's fair to an extent. Um, he looked good. I think he looked pretty similar to when he first came back from injury. Uh, last, last, I, not even last season, uh, in the regular season, you know, those first couple games, uh, you can tell he doesn't fully feel, you know, the same in his body yet. He looks like he's 90 or 95% there. And if you haven't listened already, I recently did a podcast with Jeff Stotts talking about Victor's injury, uh, how he's recovering from it and how the, the virus and the layoff probably impacted his recovery from, from the injury. Um, so, I mean, obviously he's it's, it's not perfect at his body's not like completely there. He's, he's still working on his knee you can tell uh pretty much every driving shot he took to the rim was a floater he's still not really seeking contact i think his jumper is looking a lot better um it's not looking as uh kind of laggy as it did at the at the beginning of the season um so i think there's a lot of promising signs there and as as far as i'm concerned you just have to keep being patient uh whatever decision he ends up making is the decision that he makes you know i think uh the, the all, all you can do is wish him well and hope that he he's able to regain form and if it's this year or next year it, it's it's all up to him and, and how he gets there so also i just you know before we really dive into the scrimmage a little bit and uh some of the big takeaways from it and and looking at the bubble moving forward uh, i just want to spend a minute to hit on uh you know my co-host and and editor tom lewis put out in, uh, in his pregame post, which he always handles the pregame post extremely well. Um, you know, he, he just, you know, tweeted out to remember that this is, uh, these are scrimmages. These are not live games. These guys are going to be rusty. Uh, they have not played basketball in a while. They're not going to be in that same condition that, that we're accustomed to seeing them play in. And I just really want to hit on that really quick. Uh, I, it's difficult as a writer and, and analyst to not overanalyze things, but you know, I'm, I'm trying my best to not do that. And I just want to extend that out to you guys, you know, and having some immediate availability with these guys. And uh, um, I just think it's really important to recognize how hard these guys have been working, uh, how hard they're, they're working to get back to the form they were at during the season to be even better, but it's going to take time. Uh, This is on these, these situations, as you all know, I mean, you're at home, uh, you're dealing with the same stuff they are, but it's just in a different circumstance, different setting, different scenario. I mean, these guys are coming off of Uh, uh, probably the longest time off that they've ever spent from the game of basketball or from from any kind of organized competition or or real physical activity Um, so just please keep that in the back of your mind when you're watching these games and uh, you're you're talking about it on on twitter talking about it with anybody like I, I know I'm not trying to like harbor some you know weird thing you know like saying that we can't like be critical I think it's there's a difference between being critical and and being harsh and I think we just have to be careful with how we analyze things and look at it moving forward, just like you would be with anybody who's coming off of a really long layoff. Like if you were coming off your job, you haven't been in your job for four months. If you are messing things up around the office, it's expected, you know, um, obviously, if if there there are things that like. I, so I, I just think that's that's something we got to take into account. All right. So uh, that's my little long soliloquy. I, I promise I'm done talking about that and we're going to get into talking about the scrimmage in the game after a quick break. Welcome back Pacers fans. Uh, So now that we have all that out of the way from the beginning, we're going to take a a quick minute to, to dive into the scrimmage again. I just want to reiterate that we are not going to just die, you know, like totally analyze it. I I think it would be disingenuous to do such. Um, There's, there's really not like a whole ton that you can try and take a, take away from it in terms of, you know, long-term growth and stuff moving forward. But I think there are a few things that we can look at and, and, and view as positives. Uh, you know, just moving forward. And so the first one for me, uh, the bench was incredible last night, even with, uh, without Domas, uh, the bench looked great. Uh, you know, the holiday brothers combined for 29 points, uh, lights out from three, uh, Justin more so than Aaron. Aaron went two for seven, Justin four of six, uh, both were, were phenomenal in their roles. Uh, Doug McDermott played really well, just the bench together as a cohesive unit was great. And, uh, except that, I mean, TJ leaf really struggled. I think that was the only negative you can take from this again. Uh, he, 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 hasn't really factored into the roster the whole year and, um, we're kind of seeing a little bit why, and that's not, you know, not to be overly critical, but, uh, he just was not really looking uh, particularly great His touch wasn't there around the rim yesterday. Hopefully he can show out, uh, in a, in a, in the next scrimmage on Sunday. Um, but you know, just diving into the bench a little bit more, looking at Aaron Holiday, uh, I was really impressed with with how he looked out there, and I want to talk really quick about his driving game, because that is something that I have harped on a little bit. His uh, his confidence attack in the rim was incredible last night, or I guess during the day yesterday. I didn't watch it till last night, um, but you know, Aaron is he he drives a lot, which is kind of interesting to look at. So per Basketball Index. Uh, which is where I get most of my stats and, uh, and, and graphics and everything. Uh, phenomenal sight if you are more of a hardcore fan looking to get into advanced statistics or understanding of the game. Um, but Aaron drives 17 times per 75 possessions. So uh, that is a very high mark. That's, I believe, the 86th percentile among guards. So that is a lot. He dr- drives to the rim a lot uh, when he has the ball. Um, But he finishes pretty terribly at the rim. He's about 46.8% effective field goal percentage at the rim, which is not good. Uh, That's in the bottom third of the league, actually bottom quarter of of the league when looking at guards. But last night, he went three of three. And obviously, it's small sample size, so maybe I'm extrapolating a little bit. But I think the way he did it is what was very impressive to me. Normally, Aaron is not a guy who's going to try and see contact into the rim. But every single drive he took last night... He was seeking contact, really trying to get his body into somebody and and get the ball up. And that's huge, especially when you're a smaller guard like him. You watch guys with similar builds like, you know, a Chris Paul. I'm not saying he's a Chris Paul level player, but guys who are his size that are effective at the rim, they are normally, you know, that's how they do it. You have to barrel into somebody a little bit or not even barrel into somebody, but you have to, you have to really get your body into somebody, sink your shoulder into their center of mass to knock them off balance. And uh, you just kind of. You, you, you have to find a way to contort your body and make theirs bend to your will a little bit so that you can actually get a good shot up. Because when you uh, when you have that much of a size disadvantage, it makes it really, really tough uh, to, to, to actually get up a good shot. And so Aaron did that three times yesterday. I was really impressed with that. Um, and it was all against bigger players. So I think that was huge. Uh, his reads weren't yeah, – I think he's, he's making the same reads out of pick and roll still. But if his finishing ability is able to continue to improve like he showed last night, I mean, yesterday, um, that could be huge for his playmaking as well because it, it impacts the gravity of him him coming downhill at the rim. Um, so that was a really nice positive that I, I like to see, um, and I, I really hope to see that continue moving forward, especially because he's going to have a significantly increased role in the bubble and get some real playoff minutes this year, which will be exciting. He played 13 total minutes in the playoffs last year against Boston. Um, Second big takeaway, um, and and just that I want to take from, uh, the bubble and, 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 and yesterday's scrimmage is Jakar Sampson is really getting a chance. And I think that is huge because this team, I, I, you know, I talked about it before. Caitlin Cooper's talked about it before. Tom's talked about it before. Um, this team does not have a four, you know, I guess, uh, Domas plays the four and sometimes miles does, um, TJ occasionally will play the four, but it's kind of rare. Um, so, I mean, Jakar Sampson uh, play, you know, he's an, he's an energy guy. To, uh, Tony East of Lockdown Pacers and Fieldhouse, uh, a couple other really great uh, writing areas. I believe Forbes as well. Um, he wrote a really great piece about Jakar and his energy off the bench uh, while the season was still going on. And it, it's it, he he basically summed it up as he's a really great energy guy to have at the end of the bench, but he just hasn't shown enough to be a full on rotation guy. And I think this chance for him in the bubble. And in the scrimmages that he's getting right now is huge. I mean, he played, he started at center last night. He played the most minutes for the team. Um, and while he did not show anything from three, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that he needs to show an improvement in being able to shoot from outside or at least take shots from outside because he he rarely does. And that's fine. He's not good at it. So I get it. But if he wants to be, if he wants to get to a, being a rotation level player with the Pacers, it's going to come from having more of an outside presence because you need that when you're, when you're floor when you're at the forks, he needs the space. Um, otherwise you can't really play with Domas. It'd be really tough to play him with Domas, uh, if he is not a spacer. Um, but I mean, he was, he, he was getting some really good rebounds yesterday and he was fighting really hard against the use of Nurkic. who's was, you know, seven foot, like two eighty. So for Samson to hold his own and actually play him decently in the post, you know, as well as somebody who's six, seven can, um, I was impressed with that. Uh, his, his overall defense all around was pretty damn good. Uh, Victor, I believe, yeah, Victor took kind of a poor path on a on a, on a drive from from Damian Lillard and uh, didn't get around the screen super well. And it looked like it was going to be a wide open layup. Jakar came out of nowhere, uh, blocked it from the back end. That was really nice to see. Um, and I just think all, all in all, you're seeing him make some really awesome energy plays. You're seeing him compete. And I think he was a big part of, why the Pacers played so well last night. Uh, he plays good defense. He's not going to be a lockdown guy, but he, he gives you a lot of energy and, and rebounding that you need from, a, from, from the four position. Um, so I think, it, again, like I said, you know, it's, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. It's just scrimmages, but at the same time, it's really nice to see him excel. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he can continue to do and how he factors into the rotation after the bubble. Wow. OK. Uh, in the middle of recording right now, uh, bomb just dropped that Damanis Bonus is leaving the Orlando bubble due to a significant foot injury. Uh, we already were aware that he had plantar fasciitis and it was it was hindering him from playing. He was not practicing uh, and he was not going to be participating in the scrimmages. Now it's not reported and it's not for sure, but it seems unlikely that he will be playing in the bubble. If you leave the bubble, you have to come back and quarantine for, I believe, 10 days um so this is obviously huge huge stroke for the pacers in their playoff push um and their ability to be a competitive team in the bubble all around I mean I still think the team can be competitive but Domas is I mean he was a team all-star this year uh incredible player and most importantly when looking at this you just hope for his health and that he's doing okay uh I I never want to get out ahead of that I think that's really important to note uh, you just wish him nothing but the best, and this doesn't plague him down the, down the line. But looking at this team in general, uh, I think the first thing I look at in, in terms of somebody replacing him in the starting lineup, uh, the three games that Domas missed this year, Jakar Sampson replaced him all three times. Uh, so right now, I think that is very feasible and likely what will happen because there isn't really a true four on this team. Uh, I mean, it's it's of course possible that TJ Warren could slide up and maybe Justin Holiday comes in uh, perhaps Aaron Holiday com- comes in and-, and Brogdon slides up to the three, which I, I think that's a little bit more unlikely. Um, but I think there's a lot of ways that this could could go down and it'll all change in terms of playoff basketball. Uh, I think, unfortunately, the other thing that you have to look at is how this maybe impacts Victor Oladipo's decision to, to play the remainder of the year. Because now with Domas out and this team uh, going to – it- this team's – you know window for what they're going to do this year is significantly less open um i i don't think you can fault him for potentially not playing this year and not being willing to 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 risk re-injury i think that's very viable i think that's very possible i'm not trying to speculate on what's going to happen or put words in his mouth uh but i do think that's something uh that you, you we should keep in mind in uh Woj's story that just posted he he does does state that sabonis is not 100% out he will at Hopefully, uh, it, well, it, this is the exact word is, uh, is hopeful to eventually rejoin the team in Orlando, but he could miss the rest of the season sources said. So obviously it is up in the air and not very promising right now. There's not really a backup center. Uh, I, I guess Goga Batase is going to be thrust into a much bigger role than he's perhaps, than I perhaps think he's ready for, um, Jakar Sampson who we we're just talking about is definitely going to be getting more minutes. Uh, Alizé Johnson might see some minutes as well. I just think it goes without saying that this, uh, completely throws a wrench in what the Pacers were looking forward to doing in the bubble. Uh, we were on a pretty high note last week, looking at Victor potentially deciding that, so that he would play in the bubble and looking at a maybe fully healthy roster outside Jeremy Lamb's injury. And now, uh, yeah, as we just mentioned, a gaping hole uh, in, in the team. Uh, the, one of the primary offensive initiators, scorers. Uh, and a, uh, the best rebounder on the team, which that, that is not going to go unnoticed, I have no doubt. Um, I, I, I do wonder if, I, I don't think this team would ever throw in the towel, but there were rumblings before even reaching Orlando that the team was looking more at just trying to survive and get out of the bubble in one piece. Um, And I think we could very well see that as, as the trend for where this team is going the rest of the bubble. And I know that's an unfortunate way to look at things, but with how unprecedented this situation is and how difficult it is, I think that's a very real possibility. Um, just because they're real, like there's no way to fill the void that Domas is leaving. Uh, escaping a first round series without Sabonis is going to be very, very tough. I think the idea of winning a second round, I, or second round series without Domas is um, damn near impossible. Uh, I wow, this is uh, this is this is huge huge, a huge negative, And there's really no, no two ways about that. Once again, just hope the best for Domas and that he will be uh, healthy and okay moving forward. Obviously we will be keeping you informed on, on what's going on with Domas moving forward and our analysis of how it's going to impact the team and uh, what's going on on court without him. I'm sure uh, Caitlin Cooper will have something incredible cooked up because she always does. Um, uh, transitioning to look forward, the Pacers have. Uh, their second scrimmage coming up on Sunday. So two days from now uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. That will be interesting to look and seeing how, if, you know, if maybe TJ gets another crack uh, guarding Luka Doncic, I would be surprised if he does not. Uh, maybe Victor will get some run as well. Uh, I, I, you know, re- remember, keep in mind, it's still going to be treated like a preseason game, uh, but we still will have some interesting, interesting stuff to glean from that. And it's going to be pages of basketball. Uh, we will have our final scrimmage. On Tuesday against San Antonio, then a couple of days off before the first official game on August 1st against the Philadelphia 76ers, we will certainly have a lot more content coming out in the you know the coming days and and week preparing for the regular season. I know I have something I'm pretty excited to drop on Monday that is a little bit less serious, you know, more just getting us kicked off for basketball, but I'm looking forward to dropping it. Um, thank you all to, to everyone listening in. Again, if you haven't already, please go rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, shoot us any questions or comments. You can follow me on Twitter at mschindlerNBA, Tom at Indy Cornrows. Um, And if you have any questions or, or anything, just feel free to shoot me a, one on, on my DM there or just at me on Twitter. I will pretty much always be getting back to you within 10 or 15 minutes. I'm, I'm on my phone a lot uh, for work. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, have a good rest of your day. Uh, go Pacers and try and try and stay staying out there.